Before we start this podcast, I'd like to remind you that when you're building your maker business, it's helpful to have both a business plan and a brand strategy. At georgesupplyco.com, I've spelled out all the parts of a brand strategy, including pre-purchase, in-purchase, and post-purchase branding in a free post titled, How to Build a Brand Strategy. You'll find a link on the front page of georgesupplyco.com. Welcome to the Business for Makers podcast, brought to you by George Supply Company. Each episode, we explore topics you need to know to grow your maker hobby into a maker business and brand. I'm Scott Schertz. This week, we talk to Katie of Carpenter Katie Co. about editing your assortment to improve efficiency of production. Let's begin with the Business for Makers News Desk. As always, we start with lumber pricing. TradingEconomics.com reports that lumber prices have climbed above the $507 per thousand board feet level, a level not seen since October 11th, on expectations that U.S. housing demand will drive lumber prices higher in 2024. The increase in lumber prices is fueled by the latest data revealing housing starts in September rose by 7% over August. Despite the continued economic growth, though, some experts think the Federal Reserve will not raise interest rates for the rest of the year. In social media news, Meta reported a very strong second quarter as revenues rose 11% to $32 billion and profits rose 16% to $7.8 billion. That 11% revenue increase from a year earlier is the first time the company has reported double-digit growth since the end of 2021. Prior to this first to the first quarter, revenue had declined for three straight periods. Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg said in a statement, quote, we had a good quarter. We continue to see strong engagement across our apps, and we have the most exciting roadmap I've seen in a while with Llama 2, Threads, Reels, new AI products in the pipeline, and the launch of Quest 3 this fall, end quote. The 16% profit increase was fueled by a total headcount decline of 14%, and Meta turning its AI technology on its digital ad business. Meta was hampered in the previous three quarters by that iOS privacy change in 2022, which impacted its ability to target ad audiences. But it is now reportedly using AI to boost ad performance. 
In summary, Meta was able to increase sales 11% and profit 16% with 14% less employees. That's a remarkable quarter and could be a signal of the type of impact artificial intelligence could have for future businesses. As Zuckerberg mentioned, Meta's roadmap for the future includes advances in several of its products. Its AI product, Llama2, you can see in action at Llama2.ai. That's L-L-A-M-A, the number two, dot A-I. For its Threads product, Meta introduced new features, including sharing Threads posts within Instagram DMs, a new search feature, custom alt text for media, there's a new mention option. You can now view your likes. You can get a following only feed. You can edit your posts. You can send voice threads. And of course, there's a desktop interface now. Meta also continues to upgrade Reels as it battles TikTok. Last week, Meta introduced a number of new tools for content creators, including A-B testing, so you can see the best performing caption or thumbnail for a given video. Also, they introduced a new function to create fresh reels from previously posted content. There is a streamlined insights page for professional accounts and updated metrics for reels, including views broken down between followers and non-followers, as well as audience retention in the form of a graph of how much of your reels your viewers watched. For its part, TikTok's becoming more firmly entrenched in e-commerce with a very successful TikTok shop product. U.S. consumers are currently spending around $3 million to $4 million per day on the TikTok platform, up from $500,000 per day just this past June. TikTok said it is actively driving videos that feature shopping buttons into users' feeds. The company is also, for the time being, giving generous discounts and coupons to users who shop and foregoing commissions for many sellers. TikTok said that it had already signed up 200,000 sellers to TikTok shop. TikTok's U.S. revenue is expected to reach $8.7 billion in 2023 a 47% increase. And we'll be back right after this brief message. This episode of the Business for Makers podcast is brought to you by GSC Adhesives CA Glue. Dries in seconds, forms a permanent bond on a wide variety of materials, perfect for filling knots, and cracks in wood, ideal for general use home repair and can be used with activator for instant drying. 
GSC Adhesives, CA Glue, is available at georgesupplyco.com. It's stuck in your head, isn't it? The dream of owning your own business, growing from a simple hobby in your workshop to an income that can support your family. But you're already maxed out, right? Work, kids, hobbies, the house. Where are you going to find time to start a business? Well, today might not be the day to quit your job and just go for it. But it might be the day to start building the foundation of something that could change your life a little later. It might be the day to start learning just a little bit of what you need to know so that when you take the leap, you're prepared to succeed. So let's get you moving for free. You learned early when you joined this maker community that Quality tools make all the difference. And just like you've assembled the tools of your craft in your workshop, you need to assemble the tools of business in your own small business. And a great first one is our free business plan tool. Because I'm sure you already have ideas for the future of your workshop. So let's get them formalized and turned into a business plan and the future of your business. Let's figure out who's going to buy from you. How will they even know you exist? How do you make a profit? And so much more. Get the free business plan tool at georgesupplyco.com. Today, we're talking to Katie of Carpenter Katie Co. on Instagram, as well as CarpenterKatieCo.com, a gorgeous website on the Shopify platform, and host of her Makers Making Money podcast. What I love about Katie is she speaks from the heart and talks about her wins and her losses as an entrepreneur. And while I have many years of business experience, Katie is deep in the weeds of a woodworking business, much more so than I am. So I want to have her on to share some of that experience, and especially a topic she recently did on her podcast about editing her assortment. Welcome to the Business for Makers podcast, Katie. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. So you recently did an episode on simplifying your Etsy shop. You discussed how in the early days of your Etsy store, you had a wide variety of home decor items. And as time passed, your wall pocket product became a bestseller. So you made some hard decisions. Can you walk us through some of those hard decisions? Sure. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so when I started my Etsy shop, I was just kind of like, you know, I started it on a whim and I was like, let me just throw everything out there, just come up with a bunch of ideas and see what sticks. I, I didn't really even have an intention of, I guess, kind of finding a specialty at that time. 
Um, but I, I looked at a lot of Etsy shops and doing some of my research before I started mine. And I always wondered why do people like just have just one or two products in their shop and just maybe have like a bunch of variations of those products. I never really understood it. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to like, I want to have more of an assortment, like a broader range and kind of just be maybe like, you know, not, not really having a specialty other than wood home decor. Um, so that's what I did when I started my shop, but I learned really quickly, like what products were picking up. And then the other ones, it's just like some of the products they never, I never even sold a single one of them. So it just became obvious. Like I need to delete these cause it just doesn't, I didn't love the photos that I had. And it was just like, I just felt like it wasn't representative of representative of what I was trying to build. So, um, yeah, so I guess, I guess that's what I did. I just started broad and then eventually the, the front runners just let themselves be known. And then I, I started to just focus more on those and coming up with different variations of those products. So, uh, for instance, the wall pocket, now you had just one size, right? But that was a bestseller. So you decided to pivot a little bit there. Yeah. So I started off with just like one size of wall pocket, which, you know, this was just an idea I found like on a blog or something like that. I didn't really invent it myself, um, but I, I made it for myself and I was like, oh, let me see if other people would want to buy it. So that was kind of the inspiration behind the original idea of starting the Etsy shop. And um, yeah, so I just started off, I had one size and then people started asking me, oh, do you make them bigger? So then I just, you know, I, I would do it for them. And then eventually I just added a bigger listing. So, so those two became kind of like my top two products and then recently probably within the last like six months I added like a skinny version which I sell together with the eucalyptus so it's kind of like a package deal and that's now has become my my number one selling product because really? I think people just love that it's just they get everything in one shot they don't have to go they don't have to buy the pocket then go buy something else to put inside of it people are they they like the idea of it being on the wall but they don't even they might even know where to get eucalyptus or the glass face like right, you know yeah. you just go to michael's or joy and fabric or whatever but that's a mystery to some people yeah, not everyone has access to that. And I actually get the eucalyptus. It's grown in the U.S. in California, which is pretty crazy. It's like a small family farm and they grow the eucalyptus and then they preserve it themselves. So it'll it'll last like forever, basically, if you take care of it. I I assumed it was plastic. I didn't even realize it was real. Yeah, no, okay. it's real. And I mean, I just thought like, oh, I just figured it was like only grown in Australia. I had no idea that, that we grew eucalyptus here in the U.S. But yeah. Um, so the stuff I get is really good quality. And so then you decided to change your finishes also, right? A little bit? Yeah. So yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I was always doing the staining and I have, I think 10 different colors, which in retrospect, that's kind of a lot of options and it makes my life a little bit more difficult, but it is what it is. And I can't, I can't, I don't really want to go change that or go back now. But then I added the option to kind of like do like a dip paint on the pocket, which that that one also that was like a suggestion by a customer they asked if i could do it actually it was like a customer's husband had the idea oh could you put a little paint on the bottom of it and i was like you know what that's a good idea and i'm gonna add it to my shop <laughs> it looks cool so, yeah so it does. so you took these bestsellers and you are you have you're trying to maximize the business you get off of that and then you had this other pile of stuff and so you made some hard decisions i know you edited some things out so there was some, if I remember from the podcast, there were some criteria you had for picking the items that you just weren't going to, whether you didn't sell any, or there's also some other criteria, right? 
Yes, that's true. Yeah. It, once I got busier doing other stuff or like once I was getting started getting more regular orders and like the work became a little bit more demanding, then I realized some of the stuff just, it's not efficient to produce in the manner that I'm doing it just on my own and doing everything myself. Um, so that was definitely a big thing. Some, some stuff like it, there was just way too much work involved in it. And it was just like not worth the money that I was making. I wasn't really like being fairly compensated for my time, I felt like. So that was definitely one criteria. I don't remember if there were other things that I talked about on the podcast, but I, think, I, I would say um, that's the biggest one. You said uh, some things uh, were fragile and hard to ship. Oh, yes, definitely. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I had a lot. I had a few things that I really liked them, but yeah, it was like I had a few instances of things arriving broken and it was just like I tried to kind of change the construction and figure out a better way, but it was just what it was was just like very difficult to ship it. Right. So, so the, you eliminated things that didn't sell and just made your life more difficult needlessly and just yeah. said, okay, well, somebody else can sell those things and I'm going to double and triple down on these key items. And that's worked out. Yeah. Work it's worked you? out very well. Yeah. 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 I still have, you know, I probably have, I don't even know how many listings I have maybe like 15 to 20 different products in total. Um, so there's still some things that like, they don't really sell that often, but I, I like them and I keep them there. And sometimes when I do get those orders, I'm like, Oh, now I have to go make this. Cause it's kind of like, you have to totally shift up your whole process. Yeah. So your <laughs> so... shop is kind of constructed for wall pockets on wall pockets on wall pockets. Yes. The process I... is set in. Exactly. And I have like a very part-time employee who helps me with some of the assembly work. So I cut a bunch of stuff and then he comes and picks it up. And then every week he delivers me like a new batch of assembled wall pockets. So it's just easier oh. to, to kind of just keep the, the scope pretty narrow so that I can like take advantage of the help. If I have too much stuff, then it becomes too complicated, I feel. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. So he can, he has the opportunity to master his little portion without yeah. having to master 17 different things. And then he's the master of none. Interesting. Right. Yeah. And he doesn't have a wood shop. So he's just kind of like, I have to make it easy for him to do with a very limited, just... you know, glue nails kind of thing. Okay. So he's like watching a football game and, and, and doing your construction at the same time. Yes. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Perfect. And then I think you also mentioned that you were, and maybe you've talked about it just a few minutes ago, staying true to your style as a creator. Yeah. And... Yep. So, yeah, I think that's been a little bit of like a, I definitely, there's, you know, you get, there's so much like outside influence and, and you feel like you have to, you, you see other people doing things really well and you kind of feel like, Oh, like, well, I should do that too. Like it's working out for them, but yeah. I don't know. I think that's, that's difficult. And I feel like when I, when I just decided to kind of stay true to like, this is my style, this is something I would want in my home. And you know, like it just, it came very naturally to me and I didn't feel like I was like trying to push myself to create something that just wasn't coming natural, naturally mm -hmm. to me. So, um, I think, you know, and it's like people are buying it. So it's like, obviously other people like my style too, or whatever right. I create. So let me just stick with what's working. And yeah, I think that's, that's important, especially when you're just kind of creating things. It's, it's hard to copy other people, which I, I definitely tried to do that. Like, don't get me wrong, but well, it, um, it, it's yeah. the allure of having a YouTube video and you could you look at it and go, I can do that. I'll just add that to my, right? 
And then all of a sudden you have scraps all over the place and you did it right. But you know, it doesn't, that's it. It might not fit your style. You know, I, you could, it's interesting too. Like you were mentioning, even when I follow people in the woodworking community, so many of them have a style, like clearly this is what they do. End of discussion. Right. Uh, it's, I, I love to look at, I don't know if you know, JML Woodcraft, but he does a lot of feathered woods and things like that. And, uh, and feathered walnut and his stuff is awesome, but you would never see him make a Ed and grain cutting board. Like he just wouldn't okay. do it, you know? And he yeah. sell and these boards are 200 bucks, 300 bucks. Um, that's so it's awesome. interesting, you know, and that's, it's, you know, when I think of him, I look at, I know exactly what I'm going to see on the next Instagram mm -hmm. post. So it's, it's, I like that. Yeah. I feel like I'm a very simple person. I like very simple stuff. So the things okay. that I create, like it definitely falls in line with that. Um, I was just looking at your post today. You have a new toy drum sander. Uh, oh yes. I, yeah, I recently, I'm, I made the investment. I'd been thinking about it for a while. Cause I was just trying to figure out what are some things that I could do aside from like hiring more people. Cause my shop is in my house and I tried to have people working in my home and I just didn't love it. Um, but I was just trying to figure out what can I do to like make this process a little bit more efficient and like make life a little bit easier for myself. Cause otherwise I, I feel like you know, I'm going to get burned out and I don't want to, I don't want to stop doing this. I want to keep doing it. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to figure out like just mechanically, what kind of machine can I maybe buy that will save me at least just like a little bit of time. And I, uh -huh. I landed on the drum sander and I'd been thinking about it for a while. It was a big purchase and I have very limited space, so I don't like to buy a bunch of tools and stuff, but it, it's amazing. I've been using it for a few weeks now and it's awesome. I love it so much. Definitely worth it. It has a, a dust collection on it attached to it. Yeah, I so have dust collection, probably, so it, it'll, yeah. it'll attach so to that. So it's yep. saving you a bunch of trouble. Okay. Big mess. It is. Yeah. And time. That's it cool. is. Yeah. Just it, you know, it, it can't do every, all of the sanding, obviously. I still, there's still a lot of sanding required, but it just, it definitely saves. I've been trying to like figure out how much time I'm saving. I haven't really like landed on a solid number, but it's, it definitely saves time for sure. That's awesome. So did you just thinking about you looked at the investment, you looked at maybe the amount of time you might save, you looked at your orders and saw, okay, I'm probably going to need this thing for an extended period of time while I'm paying it off. That kind of, so you did some of that math because that's a, yeah. probably a huge investment for you. Yeah, and, it's a, it's yeah. a big investment. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't spend a lot of money on tools, so yeah. You know, it's, it's just putting some of the profit back into the business, yeah. but, um, yeah, I just looked at it like, you know, how much time is it going to save me? Even if it saves me a couple hours a week, like that's going to pay yeah. off in, in a few months. So, right. Yeah. Um, and I was going to mention, and also, oh, well, and then a big advantage is also, again, that you have a streamlined, uh, assortment. So, you know, you're going to get a lot of use out of it. You know, that because you're doing a lot of pieces of the same thing. And then I thought about that at, a few minutes ago, that F definitely would it. I could see that also being the downside of making the same thing over and over and over. Yep. 
yeah, yeah. it's kind of like oh well this is this is my life now i guess <laughs> you know it's like it's a blessing but it's also kind of like yeah you gotta I don't know. You got to kind of like see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like yeah. that's, I, I feel like that's the tough place where I am now is like, I want to continue to grow the business, but it's like, it's not, I'm doing well. Sales are good every and everything. Sales are actually a, a little bit slower, like the last month and this month, which I'm actually kind of thankful for. Um, cause this year it's just like, I've done better than I've ever done. And I really didn't think that I would get to this place. So I'm very grateful for that. But also it's like, it's, it's not really in a place where I can like hire a woodworker or somebody that's like really skilled to do this kind of work, which is what it, what it takes. Um, and still like make it make sense financially. So it's kind right. of like, yeah, it's yeah. stuck in that difficult spot. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. That's a, it's a hard place for, for everybody to be when you realize here, you, here I am. I made, I made it be careful what you ask for. Cause now I have to do all the work. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And it's like, yep, it's manual labor. So welcome. <laughs> but I like well, it. I, I like working with my hands. So. Okay, good. Well, that make, you know, that and some music and, uh, and the neighbor's cat and you're okay. Yes. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the neighbor's cat currently, I believe he has fleas. So I'm trying to keep my distance. He showed up with okay. a flea collar the other day. I mean, he never comes in. He did come into my shop that day, but it's like a separate space from my house. Um, but yeah, he had a flea collar on the other day when he showed up at my back door and I was like, Oh, poor thing. And he was itching a lot. And I was like, okay, we got to just <laughs> time to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. I'm just kind of like keeping my distance. I feel sorry for him. Oh, you're a kind <laughs> person. That's what happens when you're empathetic, even for the animal, even to the animals. Right. Yeah. I'm Scott Shrivitz, and thank you for listening to the Business for Makers podcast, brought to you by George Supply Company. Subscribe to our podcast to get regular insights and tips for building your maker business. And you can get more information about building your brand, selling merch, and maintaining your business operations, all at georgesupplyco.com. And a special thanks to Katie of Carpenter Katie Code.